we could get a hold of the fact that we were headed wide open to hell and God stuck an exit ramp and, and basically took over and, and took us off the exit ramp and now we're going to heaven. I don't know why folks ain't excited about that. And I, I hope everybody here is, but I hope before you leave, if you ain't yet, I pray, I know it ain't correct language, but uh, I hope if you ain't, you will be. Amen. Psalm 100, I'll read verse, y'all stand with me if you will. As we reverence reading all five verses of Psalm 100, the Bible says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. I mean, the fact we can do that ought to be enough to praise him. All ye lands, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into the gate, his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting. And his truth endureth to all generations. Let's pray. Father, we love you. And thank you, dear God, for every time that we've had to pray back in the prayer room here in the service. Thank you, Lord, for the time that many gathered around the altar and prayed in their pews for uh, just for a moment to hear those guitar strings praising you. And, Lord, to hear the choir singing, bless the Lord. Lord, I'm thankful, Lord, you brought us to this place tonight. I didn't ask Brother Oliver to sing that song. But I sure am glad, Lord, that we ought to be over there in Psalms 103 atmosphere, have that kind of attitude when we say, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's in me, bless his holy name. I pray, God, that we'd get to that atmosphere, Lord, that you'd build it up on the inside of our heart. And, Lord, we know it's nobody's fault but our own if we don't worship you in spirit and in truth tonight. I pray, God, you'd help me to do everything that I'm supposed to do tonight. And Lord, I pray that everybody here in the sanctuary, out in the parking lot, hearing by way of 88.5, would do what you would have them to do. And Lord, we'll give you glory for it all. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you for uh, standing and praying and looking in the Bible. I want to read tonight just a little bit through these five verses. Walk down through this text. Probably preach different than I've ever I preached on Psalms 100. Probably, amen, it might ought to be a Sunday school lesson, but I want to dig into it. I want to make sure that we realize the ground is level. One person doesn't have the monopoly of praising the Lord. If you've been saved by the grace of God, then it doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter how good you feel you are right now. We don't worship God based on our worthiness. We worship God because he's worthy. We, we lift the name of Christ because he laid down his life, amen, and had power to lay it down, had power to take it up again. And we ought to be excited that he chose us, picked us out, and brought us unto himself, amen. I'm excited about being saved. I'm glad I'm saved. I used to think I was having a good time. I realize now I'm having the time of my life. Thank God for the opportunity to be saved. The only thing that messes 
stirs up my, my joy of salvation is this flesh I'm in. Amen. And if I let other people's attitudes about it, it affects me a little bit. But I thank God. It doesn't matter what the religious say. doesn't matter what this ruined flesh says. I'm thankful for what's written in the text that we've got a right and a privilege to worship him. Everybody say amen. Hey man, thank you for uh, listening tonight. I thought as I was riding over the road, I checked on Jared. And what y'all may or may not know about Jared is somebody messed up his pump last night. They came over, brought him gifts, brought him all kinds of stuff. He's getting married soon. And uh, amen, brought him his first vacuum cleaner. Somebody ought to say amen. I'm praying God I put it on him. He acts like he ain't going to use it. I hope his wife wears him out. Amen. I, I, I'm so grateful that what they did, but what they did and they didn't even mean to is they backed over a pump. Now what it was, Brother Linder, is it was a blessing in disguise. He don't realize it yet, but it was a blessing in disguise. You see, he's been talking for a long time, brother, about pressure. I said, brother, you're on a well system. That pump is only a few feet from your house. I, there's no reason why it shouldn't blow the shire head off of your shire. He said, I don't have any pressure, hardly at all. Well, what he found out was it wasn't the pump's fault. Hey, I'm, fact, I'm fixing to have a running fit. It, it wasn't a water. Hey, it wasn't a lack of water in the whale's fault. But what was the problem was there was a filter that was clogged up. Here's what I think tonight. I know God saved us. He put in us a whale of everlasting life. We don't have to be thirsty. We walk around in the world like we're in a wilderness, like we don't have nothing. We've got an artesian well that's bubbling up on the inside of us. And the problem is we've not cleaned the filter in a while. We've got too much junk and sand and dirt. And I say, hey man, he said, preacher, I got in there. Hey man, that shire's got more power than it ever has. I wish to God somebody get plugged in tonight. I can come down to the altar, get a fresh cleaning, and just get excited about the joy of being saved. Amen. I'm thankful tonight for Psalms 100. If I was to title it tonight, I think it would be a psalm of praise for the people that are purchased. This is a psalm of praise. One man said it like this. It's a psalm of thanksgiving that ought to come flowing out of every man and woman who's been born again. I want you to look with me if you will. You'll notice these words in the text. It gives you several things to do in verse 1. It gives you things to do in verse 2 and 3 and 4. But it says in verse 5 that we do all that's previously listed for the Lord is good. You see this psalm, this is a, a thanksgiving song. Uh, this is a song about his goodness. Uh, this is a hymn uh, that ought to be celebrated in his house. Uh, thank God in order, it gives him honor. Uh, he's the reason we sing. Uh, he's, uh, he's the reason uh, that we have a song in the night. Uh, the song of his goodness. Uh, but the text gives us some, some specifics of his goodness. Uh, Y'all stay with me. I'll get to the message in a minute. Uh, uh, we are his possession. Isn't that what the Bible says? Uh, 
It says there in verse number three, know you not that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Hey, this is a song about his goodness. Hey, he gives us in this song specifics about his goodness. We're his possession. Hey, we're his people. Thank God we're in his pasture. Amen. Hey, listen, we used to raise sheep and man, them sheep would eat everything in both pastures except for the greenest part in that bottom pasture. That's where the septic tank was. They had enough sense not to eat that. Somebody say amen. I'm talking about it didn't matter how good it was, how green it was. They knew what to eat and what not to eat. Aren't you glad today that God has gave us the pasture of the fellowship of believers? He's given us a King James Bible. He's given us old time worship and songs. Thank God for the good pasture territory. Amen. Where his people were his possession. I'm glad he bought me with a price. Somebody, I've said it a lot. Listen, thank God we ought to surrender and we ought to sell out. But the truth is, if you've been bought out, you don't have nothing else to sell out. Amen. We're his possession. He is the reason we sing. He is the reason that we're secure. Not only that, we find in the in the text by way of introduction, we see not only a song about his goodness, we see some specifics about his goodness, but we see some specialness about his goodness. You say, preacher, that ain't a word. Might not be, but I enjoy it. Hey, this is what he says. Uh, we can enjoy, <laughs> amen, his presence. The Bible says, uh, I come before his presence with singing. Do you know how hard it would be to get an audience to, to walk into uh, the castle, Windsor Castle, and be able to have an audience or step into the presence of the monarch over there in England? Do you realize how hard that would be? But Brother Linder, we, as the people of God. All we have to do, we don't even have to hit our knees. All we have to do is call out to God in prayer and enter into the throne room because when his, the veil was rent, which is his flesh, he gave us access to the holies of holies. Thank God we can enter into his presence. We can enjoy his peace. And through this psalm, I believe we are enlightened that he is permanent. He changes not. Notice with me. Let's walk through the text. Look at verse 1. I think verse 1 is one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible. I've shouted all week and got a little bit of voice left and I hope I can go to, amen, go see somebody tomorrow and can't hardly talk. I, I told some, I told the church after I first got saved, I got up and had that zeal. I said, I think if we can talk on Monday, we ought to be ashamed of ourselves, amen. We ought to be excited about being born again, amen. Thank God for the Lord saving an old wretch like me. Listen to what the Bible says. The Bible says, man, Amen. Produce. Hallelujah. Not, not somebody else. Don't make a program. It's just to make a joyful noise unto the Lord all ye lands. I think in verse 1 we find out a thrill that needs to come to every man. If you're saved, clean your filter out. Hey, there's pressure there. There's life there. There's joy there. And it ought to thrill your heart 
that you saved, that God washed you in his blood. You see in verse 1, it deals with our mouth. Notice what it says. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. I told you about my buddy. And uh, I, I don't know who he is. I've never been able to find him. I thought I knew. I was 16 years old, went down to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, on the Grand Strip. That's where everybody went when you was my age back in the 90s. My boy said, that's the old days. I said, boy, I'm going to wear you out. You say that again. In the 90s, back yonder, we went, went to the Myrtle Beach, cruised up and down through there, and there's an old man dragging a big old cross, preaching on John 3.16. I had never seen nothing like that. And they was throwing beer bottles at him, spitting on him, and he just kept preaching. And that boy, what he's the love he preached about that day never left me. He kept nagging on me until one day, years later, at 21 years old, I got born again by the marvelous grace of God. Hey, it started back yonder with a street preacher, but thank God I went in that day and I realized that God knew everything about me and still loved me. And I'm telling you, there's a thrill that filled my soul. I confessed with my mouth. I believed in my heart. I got born again and the same mouth that confessed that I was a sinner or to stand up once in a while and celebrate about being a saint, amen. I thank God that I'm saved. I'm not ashamed of it, amen. Make a joyful noise. Now you say, preacher, you're talking about shouting. Look what the Bible says. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Now, it might, it might not bring joy to everybody that hears it, but it ought to. You may not shout like I shout, but you shouldn't have a problem with me doing it. Amen. You may not run the aisles like I do. Amen. You may weep. You may cry. I may lift your hand. Amen. Whatever it is you do. I watched Miss Whittemore the other night after she got done singing, sat down. How uh, man of God was preaching. Brother Ricky Gravely and she cried uh, and wept right back there. Uh, amen. I've heard her shout. Uh, I've heard her testify. Hey, I'm going to tell you the problem with us is we've got too much pride and dignity. We've got to make sure. Amen. Uh, I'm going to tell you what David said. David said, let's stop this procession every six steps uh, and offer sacrifice uh, and praise to God. Uh, let's get in on worship. Uh, hey, church, here's what I say. Uh, no matter who else does it, let's make a joyful noise unto the Lord. You say, preacher, I don't know if that means a shout. Well, I looked it up. I felt like might be somebody that thought that. And so here's what that word means, noise. Here's what it means. It means to split the ears. <laughs> Woo! It means, it means, Brother Oliver, it means to make your ears ring. It means to shout. Carries the idea of causing permanent damage. I don't know if y'all are getting what I'm saying. That crowd can take their shirt off, paint their whole body green, and pull for Green Bay Packers all they want. They probably ain't never going to win a Super Bowl again. Are y'all with me? But I'm, if folks come to church and they act like their best buddy's dead, uh, like God's done them wrong, uh, hey, I'm glad I'm saved today. Uh, hey, our mouth ought to be involved uh, with thanksgiving. The Bible says, uh, offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. 
That's the fruit of my lips, uh, giving thanks unto his name. Uh, that word there, make a joyful noise. Uh, it, it means to this, it means uh, uh, to make, uh, make your ears ring, to split the ears. It means to shout. Uh, thank God there's a tune uh, that ought to proceed from every mouth. Uh, hey, make a joyful noise uh, unto the Lord. Our mouth needs to be involved. Notice what it says. Uh, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. You remember Michael, Saul's daughter, and she's looking out the window, and David's dancing, having himself a time. He's offering sacrifices every six steps. Uh, I mean, he's happy. God, hey, the presence of God is what that ark represented, the power of God, the provisions of God. And it was the rod that budded and the pot of manna that was supplied. Uh, hey, and it was the precepts of God. Uh, over it, thank God, is where the blood uh, was sprinkled and the glory cloud rested and when that ark came back it was symbolizing God amen they went after God and God's coming back with them oh listen to me he's having himself a time and his wife looks out the window and talks about how young Cumber took his kingly robe off had that little linen infod and walked and praised God like a normal not a noble person he realized there's a bigger king than he Somebody say amen. Amen. It was about God coming back. There was a sovereign that was more important than him. There was a sacrifice that needed to be offered. There was a shout that needed to be heard. A song that needed to ring out in ears. And he wrote a song in his house. He wrote a song when it got to the tent. And he sung a song. The whole way he brought it back. And she mocked him and made fun of him. She never had a kid from that day forward. It was that sin that lay the groundwork that brought a wedge between their marriage and probably, I'm not taking up for him, it's still wrong, probably, probably incited sin with Bathsheba. It was she could have joined him with her husband, but instead she mocked him. Instead she made fun of him. And you know what he said? He said, look, I, it wasn't before nobody here. Hey, it was before God. The psalmist says, make a joyful noise, not to preach your shame. Don't get happy, amen, for the church's sake. You ought to get happy under the Lord. Make a joyful noise under the Lord who's involved, all ye lands. It's a missionary psalm. It's not just the Hebrews. It's not just Abraham's seed. He said everybody, all the lands, everyone's invited. Thank God. Make a joyful noise we see our mouth but notice in verse 2 we see a ministry notice what it says serve the Lord with gladness how else would you serve him would you want to serve him with sadness man I had enough of that back there in the world all the world ever gave me was madness and sadness but when God saved me he gave me gladness are y'all with me today? Oh my, thank God for the ministry. Serve the Lord. Uh, get involved with what's going on. This ain't a spectator event. This is a participator. If you're saved, we ought to be rejoicing in the goodness and in the grace of God. Hey, the Bible says, serve the Lord with gladness. Uh, come before his presence with singing. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing, church? Uh, hey, man, the Bible puts
put it like this in the New Testament. Stir you up by way of remembrance. Just remembering what he's done for you. Hey man, remembering he brought you out of the mess you was in and put you in the ministry. The ministry of telling others about him. Hey, this church house is a place of singing. We are a people of singing and we are a people of praise. We are to get busy with it. Notice our mouth is involved. We've been given a ministry with God. But notice with me in verse number three, notice this, our mind ought to be engaged. Now here's the thing. There is, thank God, a, a theme that we need to be reminded of. Hallelujah, God's put us in this thing and we ought to praise him. Hallelujah. There, uh, there is not just a theme, but there's some teachings that ought to engage our mind. Hey, thank God for a shout. Thank God for a song. Hey, man, but thank God, hey, man, for a school. I believe this is the great, you learn the greatest truths on planet Earth in the house of God or, or around the word of God. Maybe it's out child in your personal study. Maybe it's around family devotions. Uh, but thank God for the word of God. Do we need schooling? We need to get our mouth involved, our ministry that we've been blessed with. But thank God every person ought to be engaged in their mind of schooling. We're his people. Have you got that? We're his people and we're the sheep of his pasture. It's an honor that he chose us. He stepped over better people than I was that day. There's a lot of people better than I was that day when God saved me. But he stepped over them to come where I was. Hallelujah. I'm handpicked by the master. Pulled me out of my mud hole I was in. Hey man, put me in the family of God. I say bless his holy name. Thank God out of everything in this world, from all the world, he's made me his own, gave me the privilege that I could serve him. I therefore ought to be guided with wisdom. I need to be taught the Bible. I need to be tended to. Hey, the Lord tends to me. He imparts wisdom. He creates humility in my heart. Hey, the Bible says in verse number three, know ye, get your mind engaged that the Lord he is God. Isn't it amazing we can go in his presence, the presence of God that we're his people and the sheep of his pasture. Thank God for the teaching that needs to penetrate every mind. Hey, the sheep gather around their shepherd. The sheep always look to their shepherd in the same manner. Ain't you glad that the shepherd of the sheep takes care of us? I remember uh, I had a dog that broke in my fence one day when we was raising them sheep. And uh, he tried to kill some of them lambs. And we had a mama that lost both of her little twins. Brother Linda, she broke out of it. We thought she was going to die. But what gave her a will to live was to care for them little sheep that was excommunicated by their mom. And she head-butted wild dogs. Out. She don't have horns. That's uncommon for a sheep to stand their ground and protect other baby sheep that ain't even hers. Hey, and she started nursing a lamb that wasn't even hers. That's uncommon. Well, listen, it's weird to the world how we can love on each other in time of need. We, it don't make sense how we call each other brother and sister. Hey, man, and thank God what brings us together is we're a, we've got the same shepherd. Hey, we're the sheep of his fold. Hey, we're in his family. I used to be in a reject family, a wrecked family, a ruined family. But now I'm a part of a redeemed family. Amen. Thank God. Amen for the teaching. 
Thank God for the shout, the song, the school. I'm going to look here, look here at the sharing. Look at the next verse and verse 4. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Thank God. I, I know I've already said it, but let me say this. this. There's ought to be a word of thanksgiving that comes from everybody. I'm talking about we ought to adore him. Thank God. I mentioned it. Hey, he loved us when we were unlovable, but we ought to brag about it. We ought to thank God about it. We don't have nothing to boast in ourselves, but we ought to brag that God would love us. Thank God we undeserve him. We ought to thank God in, in public service. Hey, man, thank God for the church in the temple where the smoke comes, where souls get saved, where saints rejoice, where the Savior's lifted up, where salvation's preached. Amen. We ought to praise His holy name. I don't know about everybody else, but I, I like running. I like praising the Lord. Let me just put it like this. As long as you receive mercy, you ought to praise Him about it. Amen. If you get mercy, you ought to give him thanks for it. Somebody say amen. Amen. That the law sacrifices are done away with, but there's a law of praise that ought to be continually in my mouth. According to Hebrews chapter 13, let us therefore offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That's the fruit of my lips, giving praise to his name. Hey man, thank God for the privilege of praising him. I, we ought to lift our voice and make a joyful noise. Let, let folks' ears ring uh, with a shout. But here's the problem. Here's what's most of the time going on. We've got little alts with people in the church. We've got little things that we don't like how they act. Ain't you glad God don't treat you like that? You can act about half ill, half mad, act like you got a chip on your shoulder, and he'll just come in and bless you anyway. I've talked about it many times. People come into church, and they look like they're dragging an IV pole. That's all right. Drag your pole. Because once in a while, God will come in. He'll put one of them things that squeezes life. Hey, man, and you'll walk out of here leaping and jumping for joy. Hey, man, thank you come in, and you've been negative, negative, negative. The first people you run into. They don't mean to. They just brush you wrong. Negative. But boy, somebody testifies the word of God's preached a song song and you hook your negative to their positive and before you know it, you've got 24 volts instead of 12 and it's giving you a charge. I mean, great God, it goes to sparking in your heart. I'm so glad I'm saved. Hey man, I don't want to get over it. I'll, hey, whatever court, you're in the court of LIBC and the Bible says you ought to come in the court with praise. You ought to be thankful unto him and you ought to bless his name. I like what the psalmist says. He says this, bless the Lord, O my soul. All that's within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And forget not of his benefits. He forgiveth all mine iniquities. That's enough to praise him about. Psalms 103, verse 3. Who healeth all my thy diseases. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction. Who crowneth thee with loving kindness and turning mercies. Who satisfieth thy mouth with good things so that thy youth. I'm saying this, praise God. We've got a lot to bless him about. Amen. I've watched people sing that song, bless the Lord. Oh, bless the Lord. And I'm thinking, Lord, I don't know if they're getting a blessing or not, but I'm getting one from it. Amen. I thank you for blessing me, reminding me. Hallelujah. Therefore, we must acknowledge him for the privilege. Thank God that we can praise him and I want to give him glory. Mercy permits us to even enter into his gates 
And mercy has allowed us to be saved. And mercy lets us come into the family of God. Therefore, we are to praise Him for the mercy. Amen. What better subject, amen, ought to be preached. What better subject, thank God, ought to be testified about. Thank God that we get to praise God for mercy. Get to shout about grace. Amen. Thank God for admitting us. Amen. Into the place where we could worship Him and bless His name. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. Oh, bless the Lord, all that's in me. I bless him for his blessings. I bless him for his benefits. I bless him for his attributes. I bless him that I woke up this morning. I don't know if anybody here has been fighting. Hail by the acre since Jubilee. We shouted it out. Folks climbed the walls. Folks run the aisles. Folks got right with God. I mean, souls got saved as a result. Went back in their church. Got under conviction. Got born again. Folks have been blessed. We've been blessed. But ever since then we fought turmoil after turmoil Hell had found tragedy after tragedy had hardship after hardship why does that surprise us? The devil don't mess with somebody that's empty. I mean he's a thief and a thief never goes after an empty armored truck. Somebody ought to say amen. That's exactly right. He always goes after one that's full. Amen. Thank God we ought to acknowledge him. The Bible says be thankful unto him if you can't be thankful for nothing you can be thankful unto him amen bless the Lord hallelujah thank God look at verse number 5 not only teaching not only thankfulness but look in verse 5 I love this this is the triumph this is the victory available to every one of us Hey man, we've seen our mouth, we've seen our mind, we've seen our ministry. Hey man, we've seen our mentions. When we come in, we ought to mention his name. We ought to mention his blessings. We ought to mention with thanksgiving. We ought to mention with praise. But then we get to verse 5, and it's all about him. Amen. It's all about the master. His mercy is everlasting. Hey church, you ought to thank God that he's good to you, and he's always going to be good to you. I'll just put it like this. You are to make a joyful noise as long as he's good to you. And I know how long that's going to be forever. Amen. His mercies are new every morning. As long as he keeps pouring out mercy, you ought to worship him. Amen. You ought to be thankful unto him. As You say, preacher, come on. I, I know what I'm dealing with. I know heaven's waiting on me. But church, it ain't always going to be like that. It ain't always going to be heartaches, struggles, and trials. Ain't you glad his mercy endures? Ain't you glad that truth endures to every generation? Aren't you glad that mercy is everlasting? Aren't you glad that our master don't change? And when our mind changes, when we're about half in and half out of the ministry, hey, when we don't mention his name at all, hey, man, y'all know I'm right. Hey, when you don't get involved, hey, then you have to be reminded, ain't you glad that the master is always the same? He's good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endures to all, endureth to all generation. You say, preacher, come on. You say, preacher, that devil, he's been talking in my ear. Man, I'm, I'm so sick of him. And I know it's a play on words. I told a guy one day, I've told this about everywhere. I'm never going to get to preach it. I've done, told everybody, they're they going to preach it. But there's one place it's all right to preach between the lines. 
And that's when Daniel was in the lion's den. Somebody say, amen. That's between the lines right there, Fred. God showed up between the lines. I'm not trying to add anything to the Bible, but I just want to let y'all know it is a play on words. But I like his play. I like it, man. It's, it's real. And I've got Bible to back up what I'm saying. But it ain't always going to be like his, Jared. He's good. His mercy is everlasting. His truth and dirt to all generations. We need mercy now. Ain't you glad for truth? And I mentioned it this morning. Let me just say, mercy and truth being in the same neighborhood is, is an impossible thing anyway. If it hadn't been for Jesus dying in your place, amen, amen, truth could have not kissed mercy. According to the psalmist, mercy and truth kissed each other. Righteousness, I say amen. Thank God. Hey, God's truth was answered with mercy and he dispenses mercy. That's the impossibility that's made possible for what's impossible with man is possible of God. Amen. Think, think about this in Revelation 20 verse 3. I know what the Bible says. I know what it's referring to. I know it's a play on words. But the Bible says one day that old devil is going to be put down yonder where he's going. And the Bible said he's going to be shut up. Ain't you glad one day the devil's going to be shut up. <laughs> I'm tired of him talking to me. I know it means he's going to be shut up in the gates. <laughs> that don't help nobody. I'm going to have my, I'm tired of him talking to me. I'm tired of him saying, that person over there is like, I, I, I get tired of talking about my flesh. Every once in a while I disagree with him. I said, you're a dog. Hey, you're right. I'm a dog. I don't deserve the right to preach. Hey, man, but thank God it ain't up to you anyway, devil. Hey, man. Hallelujah. I know, yes, I preached a message on, on the book of Genesis in chapter 3, and here's why. Y'all remember I, I mentioned what a, what a talking with the devil will get you. Talking with the devil will get you in a mess. Am I right about that, Brother Boo? It'll get you in a mess. But every once in a while, you need to just remind him what God's done for you. Amen. You ought to mention it every once in a while. He's going to be shut up one day. The Bible says, I got Bible. The Bible says, over in 1 Peter 5, 8, he reminds us that the devil is as a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. Is that right? Is that, is that right? He's walking around seeking who he may. He's as, the devil as a roaring lion. He's an imitator. They ain't but one lion of the tribe of Judah. And he's trying to be a knockoff lion. He's as a roaring lion. But ain't you glad one day his roaring is going to be hushed? Ain't you glad one day his roaming is going to be halted? He said, preacher, I, I, listen, church of ain't got nothing else to be grateful about. Mercy and truth kissed each other. That's a reason for you to praise him. You need to get your mind involved. You need to get your mouth involved. You need to realize there's a ministry. Amen, preacher. Thank God. You ought to be motivated because the reality is it's going to get better. This is as worse as it's going to get. I'm thankful. I'm thankful I'm not going to hell. Amen. Hey, man, you say, preacher, come on. I'm serious. Serious. Hey, one day, one day his roaring's gonna be hushed. One day he ain't gonna roam around. The Bible said he's walking to and fro the earth. Ain't you glad one day he's gonna quit messing with families? He's gonna quit ruining churches. He's gonna quit wrecking homes. Amen. He's gonna quit putting stuff in people's mind. Amen. I, I, I know when stuff's going on in people's mind because they have listened to the preaching. 
They have that when they when, when they ought to be listening to preaching, they got everything else on their mind. When they ought to be singing, they're doing everything else. I, have you ever watched people? I mean, they'll talk about everything. We, you don't give God just a little bit of time. You ought to give him every bit of it. You ought to sit on the edge of your seat. You remember when you was little and uh, if your mom and dad let you watch TV, you'd be honed into that cartoon. And, and Brother Dale, she could come by and slap you upside the head, kick you, tell you chores to do, and you just slobbered right now. Amen. You ain't even paid. You've not took your eyes off the television. Hey, man, God, give us tunnel vision while we in church. Hey, man, we need a kind of TV, tunnel vision, and get our mind looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our hell. God's blessed us today, church. Hey, one day, it ain't, it's going to get better. Amen. Finally, one day, that sorry Satan, that devil is going to be hushed. Not only that, the sea's going to be hollow. According to Revelation 21, verse number 1, the Bible said there's going to be no more sea. You know why there ain't no more sea? No more sin. The burial ground for sin is the depths of the sea. That's King James Bible rightly divided. Even in Job, one verse answers the next verse. Job says, he took my sin, put them in a bag, and buried them in the depths of the sea. I'm glad God's got a bottle, hey, for my tears, and a bag for my sin. Somebody say amen. He bagged it and got rid of it and buried it, amen. Put up one of them buoys out there. Says no diving devil, amen. It's dealt with. No more sin, amen. No more sailing. Hey, the sea is for sailing. Hey, the, the, the journey's over. We're landed at the shores of glory. No more fighting the waves and the turmoil. No more separation. The sea separates one landmass from another. Aren't you glad we're going to ever be with the Lord? No more goodbyes. No more farewells. No more going to the graveyard. No more going to the funeral home. No more say the meeting's going to be over. Some of us are not going to see each other until Wednesday or maybe Sunday. But one day, we're going to be in a place where we're going to ever be with the Lord. And I like what one brother said. He said, we're going to spend all the time over there saying, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, 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 top of the day to you, good morning, there'll never be a night there, and Jared, you can run all you want to, but you better not say I'll run all day, because that's going to be a long day, amen, thank God, amen, for the chance, well, there's no more sea, no more sailing, amen, no more separation, no more sorrows, aren't you going to be glad when he's going to wipe away the tears from your Eyes. Satan's going to be hushed. Sea's going to be hollow. Let me say this lastly. Saints are going to be happy. We'll finally be happy. Our happiness too often on earth is determined by happenings. As long as everything's going okay, as long as everybody smiles at us, Amen. As long as everything, all the, all the job people, all the bosses, everything's nice. Every, boy, it's all hunky-dory. We're happy as we can be. But the truth is, hey, man, listen to me, church. We're going to have hardships. We're going to have hard times. We're going to have turmoil. I preached about it today. Isn't it good to know that the love of God, we'll never be separated from the love of God no matter what comes our way. Everybody will finally be happy over there. We ought to be a little happy over here. I think that's what Psalm 100 is about. It's about getting, getting you happy on. I mean, it's about getting happy about going to heaven. 
at Psalm 100 is getting happy, telling everybody you're happy about going to heaven. Listen, when I was, I was raised in church, it was a dead church, twice dead. I never seen nobody go to church altar. I never seen nobody testify. I never seen nobody get saved. I never heard a gospel message, to be honest with you. It was a church, it was a gathering place. And uh, man, it was big, had a lot of people there. And uh, I like big churches. I'm praying, I'm praying for 350 members by December. Anybody believe, hey, somebody help me out. I mean, you two or three agree on earth, it shall be done. I'm praying God build a, amen. I hope we have to expand. Bust up some asphalt, Brother Tom. Have be a blessing. Amen. Bust up the new asphalt. God can do it. Ain't nothing for God. He saved 3,000 people in one day with one message from a preacher that was backslid as a billy goat just a few days before that. Amen. Tell me God can't do it. Amen. Hallelujah. Hey, praise God. He can do it, Brother Jared. I'm trusting God will do it. But listen, listen right now. Right now, folks are unhappy, unhappy about people treating them different, unhappy about this or that. You'll just be happy because you're saved. One day it's going to be over and the saints is going to be happy. I know we're going to be happy because he's going to hush his roaring. I know we're going to be happy. Thank God. I know one day we're going to be happy because all the happenings are going to be great. Here's what some of the happenings are. Ain't you glad that one day the Bible tells us about everybody being reunited? One day families will be reunited. That aunt that prayed you up, Brother Jerry, that was there at your lowest point in your, in your life on planet Earth when you didn't even want to live. Hey, ma'am, that one that prayed for you, she's going to be up there. My granddaddy. Thank God that really only godly example I had growing up. Hey, my grandma just died. My granddaddy, hey, man, he's, he's going to be waiting on me on the other side. Papa, what a witness to me. Man, I mean, love God, prayed. I miss him. I miss being able to call on him. Sheila Dooms up there, I could call her. Man, she'd pray for me. I could name so many people that's left planet Earth, and they're no longer here. But good news, church, hey, man, we're going to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. And we which are alive shall not prevent them which are asleep. There is is going to be a family uh, reuniting over yonder. False gods are going to be annihilated. It's going to get real narrow and we're going to find out Jesus was right. Amen. I know we know it but the world's going to find out he, he really is the way, the truth, and the life. Rubbing Buddha's belly ain't never got nobody in. Somebody say amen. Reading, uh, eating a fortune cookie ain't neither. Father, amen, is presiding over the earth and eternal ceremonies. Funerals are eliminated. There'll be no more funeral homes. There might be some people there that own one. They're going to be out of business. Amen. And the faithful will one day be respected. Every knee's going to bow. And him that's known as faithful and true, every knee's going to bow. Even Slewfoot himself's going to bow and confess him as Lord. Ain't that going to be a blessing? Hallelujah. Saints are going to be happy. And lastly, Miss Victoria, you come. Here's, here's the good news. Here's the good news. Church, it's real. We're going home. But here's the sad news. Is everybody ain't going to make it. You see, sinners are going to be homeless when it comes to heaven. No sinners are allowed there. Oh, they'll have a home, but they ain't going to want to go there. Ain't you glad? Ain't you glad? God didn't even make hell. He made it for the devil and his angels. But when you say no to Jesus, you're saying yes to hell. 
when you reject the plan of God that is he laid down his life for you to be saved, paid your sin debt. Listen, I'm telling you, it's over. Opportunities passed. Sinners, sinners are no longer going to have a chance to be saved. If you're lost now, here's your chance. Here's your opportunity. And even in a crowd this size, amen, with a few numbers that we have, if I was outside in the parking lot and I was lost, I'd run in the church. Wouldn't no COVID-19 keep me from getting right. Amen. Listen to me, friend. Listen, if you're sitting in here lost, what people thought about me, well, the people, your pride, your problem, your past wouldn't keep me from being pardoned, being purchased, being clean as white as snow. He says, come now. Listen, you don't want to be. You don't want to be left outside the gate. I'm so glad I'm saved tonight. We ought to make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Let's all stand, heads is bowed.